Today, on this second Sunday of Advent, we continue with our Those Who Dream series. The prophets, the psalmists, John the Baptist, Mary, Elizabeth, Joseph, Simeon, Anna, the shepherds, and the Magi. They were all dreamers. They received and they discovered and they responded to God's dreams for the world. In this Advent, we step into the mystery and the awe of God's dreams, and we pray that they will shape our reality. Last week, Pastor Kathy DeCready shared how those who dream keep awake. Those who dream do not fall asleep to the realities of our world. Rather, God prompts us to pay attention to where God's dreams for change and new life are emerging. And during Advent, we remember that God's ultimate dream is to be intimately connected with us, to come down and to dwell among us. So as we keep awake, we join Isaiah and we join the psalmist in pleading for restoration for God to draw near to us. This week's focus on those who dream is those who dream prepare the way. And today's scripture is about John the Baptist, who prepared the way for Jesus. We will be reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Hear these words of scripture. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And so John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the river Jordan. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I. The thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, John says, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of these holy words. Earlier this week, I learned about two women, Private Sarah Evans and Claudette Colvin. In 1952, Private Sarah Evans was on her way home from her first military assignment when she refused to move to the back of a bus. When she refused, she was then taken to jail and held for 13 hours. Claudette Colvin was a young black teenager and she refused to give give up her bus seat to a white person in March of 1955. She had heard of the heroic actions of Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman. And so Colvin was emboldened 
to resist the injustice that she experienced on that city bus. And because of her resistance, she was handcuffed and arrested. Now, I had never heard of these two women until this week. Their stories were forgotten by many over the years. But before there was Rosa Parks, the woman who is credited with prompting the, the Montgomery bus boycott in, in 1955, there was Sarah Evans and there was Claudette Colvin. Their names are scarcely, if at all, associated with the civil rights movement, yet their actions led to one of the most important events of the time. Evans preceded Colvin, who preceded Parks, just as John preceded Jesus. Forerunners like Evans and Colvin and, and John the Baptist are often unseen figures and unsung heroes. The details of their lives are unknown, and they receive minimal attention because they are the ones who plow the ground and destabilize the terrain and, and make us ready for the change that is to come. They are not the one. They are those who come before the one. They are the advance team, those who prepare the way for something beyond the present state of affairs. In today's scripture reading, we find John preparing the way for Jesus, setting the stage for an alternative future. John calls the crowds that have gathered there from the Judean countryside and Jerusalem into this journey of repentance and transformation. In a similar way, we are called to prepare the way for God's message of love and liberation to be shouted and heard and received. As it says in Psalm 85, those who dream make way for righteousness and peace to kiss, for faithfulness to spring up from the ground. Like Pastor Kathy said last week, being those who dream means that we recognize that all is not as it should be. It is to recognize that we as humans have not always lived up to the ideal that God has set before us. It means opening our eyes and our minds and, and seeing things that aren't as God intends. There is brokenness and sin that which separates us from God and from truly loving one another wholeheartedly. But we are not called just to recognize it, but to claim it and to shout it out loud, helping others to see the brokenness and understand the need for change. But that is, is rarely, if ever, easy. Like John the Baptist and Evans and Colvin and Parks, they were all imprisoned and ridiculed for what they believed was right. Because just as John called those early believers to repentance and, and suffered for his message, Evans and Colvin, they called their communities to equity and to just practices, and they suffered for their message as well. Those who dare to defy the status quo, 
to speak truth to power, naming what can be before it is actually realized. Those who speak, they encounter danger and risk. Yet with determination, those who dream and speak will persevere. In last week's message, Pastor Kathy highlighted the phrase, Black Lives Matter. And simply put, this is a phrase that can cause discomfort and uneasiness in white folks. Because we want to matter too. Why don't all lives matter? And yes, all lives do matter, particularly in the eyes of God. But the intention behind specifying that black lives matter is to recognize that we as humans have not always lived up to that ideal that God has set before us. We have inherent biases and racial racial prejudices that cloud our judgment and cause us to treat differently those who look different than us. To emphasize one group is not to say that other groups are not important or not as important, but it's to recognize that certain groups, certain humans, are currently marginalized and need special emphasis in order to become equal in the broken systems of our world. Preparing the way is saying these uncomfortable things out loud. It is tilling the soil that must, that, that must happen, that tilling of the soil before the seeds can be planted and take root. It is shaking things up and disrupting that status quo, not just for the fun of it or because you, you feel like it, but intentionally doing so through God's prompting being seeped in prayer and scriptures so that God's kingdom may come on earth as it is in heaven. To use the verbiage of our Brexville UMC welcoming statement, preparing the way means dreaming of the day when we fully reconcile the way that we see and treat others with the way that God sees and treats others as beloved children of God. So as a church, we prepare the way by making safe spaces to have these difficult and vulnerable and uncomfortable conversations. Like John the Baptist, we recognize our sinfulness as a culture, as a church, and as individuals, and we challenge ourselves and others to repentance, to ask for forgiveness from those whom we've wronged, and to ask for forgiveness from God in order that we can make, be made new. There are groups within our church who are currently having these challenging conversations around race and around the inclusion of our LGBTQ siblings. We also have a group focused on what it means to live nonviolently as followers of Jesus And we are encouraging people to participate in a suicide prevention training, pushing back on the stigma that surrounds mental illness. Each of these groups are are pushing back on that status quo. 
and, and on the way that things are, not simply to be contrary, but because we dream of a world in which we don't shy away from the difficult. A world in which we love as God loves, wholeheartedly. Those who dream prepare the way, breaking down, breaking our own hearts, breaking them open so that God can take root, so that God can come in and live there. Acknowledging the brokenness, naming our dreams for the world, God's dreams for the world, that we can see like a glimmer on the horizon. Knowing that as we prepare the way, we are poised on the threshold. The dreams that we dream now will build this new world, God's kingdom among us. And yet, like John the Baptist, we know that it's not about us, but it's about us pointing to the one who is coming, saying, see, do you see that glimmer of hope? Do you see the holy breaking through into our daily lives? Do you see the peace that is on the horizon coming as a healing balm? In the words of Patricia de Jong, may the peace come upon us as a mighty winter river, gushing and rushing through the valleys of our prideful fear and our own self-righteous righteous indignation. And so we do not lose heart. Rather, we live with our hearts broken open so that compassion, caring, and God's reckless love can find a way into our hearts and the hearts of the world. O Lord, make straight in our hearts a highway for the possibility of peace. May it be so. Amen. Now I invite you to share your joys and your concerns in the comments, or if you don't feel comfortable doing it that publicly, you are invited to share um, on our website. We have a prayer request form. No matter how you share, know that this is a way that we can be united, even though we are separated by distance, that we can come together and that we can be with one another, pray for one another, and, and with one another. So let us prepare our hearts for prayer with this song. This is a day of new beginnings. Time to remember and move on. Time to believe what love is bringing. Laying to rest the pain that's gone. For by the life and death of Jesus, God's mighty spirit now and then can make for us a world of difference as faith and hope are born again. Then let us with the spirit staring step from the past and leave behind our disappointments, guilt and grieving, seeking new paths and sure to find. Christ is alive and goes before us, this to show and share what love can do. 
This is a day of new beginnings. Our God is making all things new. We have um, a few prayers that have come in. First, a joy um, Ryan is doing great after his Thanksgiving weekend hospital stay. That one's from Kim Ryback. And um, Elizabeth asked for prayers for her coworker and friend Kay, who is hosp hospitalized with COVID. Yet absolutely prayers for all of those who are in the hospital or at home and struggling with COVID right now. Um, this surge is bigger, I think, than anything that we have seen in the past. And so we just continue to pray and pray for the, um, all of the workers in the hospitals, the nurses, the doctors, the, the staff, the caregivers that are caring for um, our loved ones and caring for the people um, of the world that, that they might not know they're strangers, but they're caring for them as loved ones anyway. Um, Tracy says prayers of thanks that her parents are home from the hospital and improving, wonderful. And Judy says prayers for Pat Kay, who is under hospice care and for her family. And if you're, um, oh, Linda asked for prayers of comfort and peace for her friend Dan. His brother Dennis passed away of COVID a few days ago. And Paul asked for prayers for a friend, Anna Kay, who is having surgery tomorrow. Um, prayers appreciated. For all of those who are um, recovering from, from surgery, we pray for. And Jennifer asked for joy for the time the family got to spend with her sister, Laura, and prayers and peace for her as she moves back to Philadelphia. And then Tracy, um, thankful prayer for her church family that supported her and encouraged her through this difficult month. Anytime, Tracy. It is good that we are able to be united in this way and know that we support and we love one another and we care for one another. If you have any prayers that you would like us to pray for and you're not able to, to share them here, please feel free to share them um, with us in any way throughout the week so that we can add them to our prayer email and, and be praying with you and for you. So with that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of peace, we admit that there are a million things on our minds. We would like to be as focused as John the Baptist, preparing the way, gathering the crowds, and spreading the word of your arrival. Maybe then we would know true peace. But more often than not, we are, are swirling, our head is swirling with grocery lists, messages, and emails to write, and, and over-reference to-do lists. And today we ask for your help in preparing the way. God, start with our ears and then move to our hearts. God, we would love to hear you more clearly. Maybe then we will know your true peace. God, we have brought before you the names of people who are near and dear to us, our loved ones, and we ask for your healing love and your blessing for each one of them. We specifically pray for those who are struggling with COVID, those who are mourning the loss of a loved one today. 
for doctors, for nurses, for, for healthcare staff who are caring for others' loved ones, those who are struggling with mental illness and addiction, and God, those who are in school, whether they are learning or teaching, God, we pray for them. We know that the needs of this world are great and our abilities are limited, but we also know that with your love, all things are possible. And so we pause now and lift up to you in our silent prayers, all those things that lay heavy on our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, we pray all of these things in Jesus' name as we pray the prayer that he taught his who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we go from this time together, may you have the strength to dream, to dream wild dreams of justice and peace and joy that overflows. May you have the humanity to listen to the dreams of others. May you have the confidence to trust that the God who heard the cries of those Israelites in Egypt, that God hears your dreams as well. And may you have the conviction to return to this space, for our best dreams are those that we dream together. And in the name of God, the original dreamer, Jesus, the dream come true, and the Holy Spirit who enables us to be those who dream, go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. So oh. 
hits from 1 to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas.